Well, hello there. Welcome to Stream Scout episode number two. I'm your host, Jeremy Sexton. Today, we're going to be talking about another film on Netflix, this time a little indie comedy called Unicorn Store. Kit, got a letter for you. Get ready. Get ready for what? Behold, we sell what you need. Unicorns? That was the only thing I ever wanted. If I have one brought here, I have to know that you're for real. (sighs) Unicorn Store is an indie comedy written by Samantha McIntyre, directed by Brie Larson, making her feature directorial debut. It stars Larson, as well as Samuel L. Jackson, Joan Cusack, Bradley Whitford, and Mamadou Athlee. The TMDB overview is this. A woman named Kit moves back to her parents' house where she receives a mysterious invitation that would fulfill her childhood dreams. Now, the way we do things around here on Stream Scout is we do a spoiler-free review, then I give you a thumbs up, thumbs down. I tell you who I would recommend the film to, who I would recommend maybe avoid the film, uh, any content warnings that we may need to give, all that good stuff. And then we take a short little break, a little musical interlude, and uh, then we jump into a full-on spoiler review. So, first things first, I... I fully expected to hate this movie going in, if I'm totally honest. It's about this, like, immature, manic pixie that moves in with her parents after flunking out of art school, and there's glitter everywhere, and then she gets this opportunity by a magical Samuel L. Jackson in ridiculous suits to buy a unicorn. Like, I just thought this was going to be... A little too sugary for me, let's just say. And so, you know, I if I'm just exposing how the sausage is made here a little bit, I thought, oh, well, maybe it'd be good to review it for the podcast, you know, given how popular Brie Larson is at the moment with all of her avenging and whatnot. I had some hopes, though, going in. because, And they were all hanging on the comedic stuff that I've really liked from her. Uh, she was really funny on The League, on FX. She's, like, real solid on Community when she was on that show for a little three-episode run. And then after seeing Captain Marvel, it was her chemistry with Samuel L. Jackson that, man, really felt like the only thing in that movie that I really enjoyed. And so... That, that was the small amount of hope that I had going into Unicorn Store, but I, I was kind of grinning, gritting my teeth uh, to, to get through this one. And the truth is, I came away really liking this movie. I know. I was surprised too. I think for me, the strength of it really lies in her character, Kit, feeling like a real person. I mean, especially from the trailer, which features the very first scene in the movie outside of some home video footage, which first with the home video footage that they show of like her growing up, I couldn't find anything about this, but I have to assume that was actually 
footage of Brie Larson as a child because it looks exactly like her. And so if it's not, uh, I'm going to be shocked. But but the first shot is just like this, you know, she is doing, she's supposed to do this painting for art school. And instead she's like painting, not just the canvas, but all over the wall. And then she's like blowing glitter on everything. Um, you know, it seems like we're getting a, I don't know what you call a female man child. We don't really have a word for that, do we? I don't know if that means that just women are more mature or maybe we only stigmatize men for their whimsy. I don't know what that means. But anyway, um, so I, it seemed like we were going to get this cartoonish sort of nincompoop character. And what I really responded to in the movie was that she's not dumb. She's just stunted. Now, if she were more of a buffoon, I think that this film would have been insufferable. But she's really not. She's just immature. And so that's what I think allows the film to be earnest as well as be comedic. And so the trailer for the movie, it really gives you this impression that it's just going to be saccharinely sweet and twee and just weird. And don't get me wrong, like there are splashes of that throughout the movie, but man, the humor in this movie has way more bite to it than I would have expected. And so because of that, a lot of it really landed for me. I thought this film was really funny. Uh, particularly the later into the film you get. Some of the jokes are pretty witty. Some are very dry. There's a discussion of the importance of a particular modern artist's work uh, that I was just, I was cracking up. I thought it was very funny. Uh, Larson and McIntyre, the screenwriter, they really find ways to mine humor in almost a fish-out-of-water sort of way. Like, Kit is so detached from reality that in certain ways she's interacting with normal people almost as an alien or something like that. But they do that at the same time while still managing to make her feel grounded enough. And so it's this tightrope walk that they're really kind of doing the whole film where they don't want to lean too far into making her super weird, but she's got to be weird enough to seem like this fish out of water. And so they kind of go back and forth on that. But I think they stay on the rope the whole way through. And I guess connected to that, there's also a tightrope walk of tone as well. And so for me, like I have no problem, and I actually kind of appreciate specifically movies that are able to juggle odd tone shifts like that. And that really sort of happens in Unicorn Store as well, where they're kind of dancing on this tiny little line of what the tone of this film is going to be. And I think they do it in a way that really works. Uh, for Larson's first feature, she does really well here. One of the things that I did notice is that there's a lot of background music in this movie i made note of it and i checked the time i was watching on my apple tv and so on the remote there you can just sort of 
tap the button without actually pressing it and that will bring up the little play bar at the bottom of the screen without actually affecting it at all and so i can do that to kind of make a note like oh at what time am i making this note or what have you and so i'm sitting there and i'm thinking man there's a lot of background music here and i tap the little remote and it pops up and i was 11 minutes into the movie like I get that they're trying to put the audience into Kit's sort of magical childlike headspace, but I got to be honest, it was just real distracting for certain chunks of the film where you're trying to just get into this weird little indie comedy and instead you've got like flutes and who knows what going off just really loud and constantly. Uh, I think as the film went on, Either that toned down or I tuned it out because I didn't notice it quite as bad later on. But man, early on within the first 10 minutes, there's a conversation that happens in where I remember Larson standing in the kitchen and there's just some real loud magic music going on in the background and it makes no sense and I have no idea why it's there. But there it is. Apart from that, uh, really no complaints. Like I think, you know, Brie did a great job directing this. It would be really interested to see her do more comedy, indie, dramedy sort of stuff like this. Because, um, yeah, she did a great job with it. Strangely, Larson and Samuel L. Jackson don't really show the same chemistry in this movie that they do in Captain Marvel. Uh, I did find out after the fact, though, that Captain Marvel is actually shot after Unicorn Store. Unicorn Store was shot back in 2016, and it got screened at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2017, and then just put on the shelf. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know if it was just no one wanted to take a chance on a theatrical run. Like, surely this would have never gotten a mainstream theatrical run and that's one of the things that you know kind of like about the film selection on netflix is it allows them to pump in movies that you would just it would die a death at the box office but hey here's someone that can put this movie on let people get to see it that's pretty cool and so i don't know if that's what was going on like if they didn't want to take a run on you know i could see this I used to live in Washington, D.C. There's a little landmark theater there, East Street Cinema, that shows a bunch of indie films and whatnot. Like, this seems like a no-brainer for a venue like that. So, not really sure why it didn't get released. Maybe Marvel was afraid that uh, people see her do this, like, weird little indie film where she's this, like, crazy pixie girl that (laughs) that was going to hurt Captain Marvel in some way. I don't know. Whatever it was. This movie actually predates Captain Marvel, so apparently it took some time for that chemistry to develop between Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. Because, uh, I mean, they're, not that they're bad or awkward, it's just they were so great together on screen in Captain Marvel, and that doesn't really translate here. So, yay or nay, for me, Unicorn Store is an unlikely thumbs up. I really liked it. There's some great jokes. There's some great performances. There's a ton of little bit parts from people that you're going to recognize but not be able to name. Some folks that have been on Veep and Love, uh, the movie Superbad, like just random little bit parts in this movie. 
uh it's kind of fun to see and they're they're all great doing their stuff here also i think there's a really interesting theme at work in this movie and of course i'm not going to talk more about that until we get to spoilers uh but kits i will say this the kits need to grow up is a problem that's not really unique to her to her and the film really manages to find this balance of astonishment and responsibility and it asks kit to exercise both in their proper context which you would kind of expect from this kind of film and i think it does it really well and in some interesting ways and so unicorn store surprisingly solid this is an easy thumbs up for me i really liked it who would i recommend this film to uh if you hear the plot summary or watch the trailer and are interested at all watch it um for sure if you're into cutesy indie flicks like this is a great one if you liked you know 500 days of summer or little miss sunshine or some of those films that you know, some people critique is, ah, it's a little too twee or a little too cutesy for me. If you're like, I really like those dramedies and whatnot, then you should give Unicorn Store a chance because I think it, you know, is maybe not quite on the quality level as those two films. The two I named are pretty great, uh, but it's it's good. It's good. You'll probably enjoy it. Now, people I would not recommend this movie to Uh, If you can't stomach the premise of this movie, that this emotionally stunted adult is going to purchase a unicorn and needs to get ready for that, if you hear that and you're like, that doesn't sound like a movie I want to see, I get it. You may not not like this movie. Uh, If you have no tolerance for cutesiness or whimsy, uh, then yeah, you're probably going to want to skip this because it's not going to change your mind. Um, But hey... I went in thinking this is probably going to be a little too cute for me, and I ended up liking it. But there are some movies that other people criticize for being a little too cute that I have liked in the past. So that's kind of where I'm at. You can kind of decide where you fall at, but for me, Unicorn Store, that's a thumbs up. Stay tuned. We're going to take a little break, uh, and then we'll talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause this, go watch it come back you can listen to the spoiler talk or if you're just a complete animal then listen to the spoilers and go in totally spoiled and let nothing surprise you it's your life do what you want uh we're gonna take a little break and then come back and talk spoilers Spoiler alert. All right, so we're back. We're about to spoil Unicorn Store. So, if you haven't seen it yet, and you just really liked the little ad that rolled and the musical interlude, now's the time. Get out. Because we're about to talk spoilers for Unicorn Store. Now, obviously, this movie goes where other stunted character films have gone before. Where... They need to learn to grow up, and they teach the people around them to loosen up a bit. That's 
pretty much where all of these movies go to. I mean, the first one that comes to mind, the obvious comparison here is Step Brothers, right? Where those two characters are just complete buffoons over the top. And by the end of it, they sort of teach their parents to loosen up a little bit and they become a little bit more responsible and actually hold jobs and so on. And so, yeah, Unicorn Store does something similar to that here. Uh, But it really sort of zeroes that in on particular characters. It zeroes in on Virgil, the not-so-handyman that builds the stable for her. Uh, It's there a bit in the co-workers that participate in the presentation with her, right? Especially Martha McIsaac's Sabrina. Uh, if you're like, where do I recognize her from? She was in Superbad. She was Michael Sarah's love interest in Superbad. Uh, she was also on 1600 Pen, which was a limited sitcom that ran on NBC a couple years ago about, uh, like there was a president who had a wacky family and they were, uh, yeah, they did wacky things. It was a, an NBC sitcom, so you you know what you're going to get there, right? And so she, uh, as Sabrina in the film, like earlier, delivers one. She's got one of the best lines uh, of the movie for me where she's leaving for the night. She's like, yeah, there's a new dateline on single professional women getting murdered, and I should probably watch that. Which just killed me because it's so like deadpan and dry and funny um, that, yeah, I'm really surprised she hasn't turned up in more things because I thought she was really funny in this. But that that whole theme of this whimsical character, they get responsible a bit and everybody else loosens up a bit. It's a little predictable. So I'm glad it's not. I don't think that's the main thing going on here. And I think it works because... Kit has it all together more than people give her credit for in the film. She's just a little naive and she indulges her inner child a little too often during the presentation. I love the line where she's like, you guys do realize that rainbows are real, (laughs) which was great. The whole presentation is just very funny. I don't know. It may outdo the unveiling of prestige worldwide and stepbrothers i thought it was super funny uh and then i also love her explaining modern art to virgil which i thought was also great where she's showing the back cover of the book and it's like yeah well he was the first artist to put a stick in a box (laughs) which is just it's great it's so funny and what's interesting is that i read that as her having a little bit of fun at their expense like the expense of the art world but also genuinely kind of respecting it a little just feeling like she didn't belong there and ultimately that's sort of what's really going on uh, for her emotionally throughout the film is that she's trying to find her place in the world and she doesn't know what it is and everybody's felt that to some degree and it gets reflected in all of these different characters Uh, over the course of the film right like Virgil gets slotted into this dead-end job where nobody expects anything from him Uh, Sabrina is legitimately afraid she's going to die alone right she's going to be murdered and have nothing to show for it I think she also gets the line later about maybe getting another cat or something like that if I'm remembering correctly uh 
there's the kids at Emotion Quest, right? Which a lo- another little spotting there. The girl, I can't remember her name right now, but she was in eighth grade. She played the high schooler that befriends the main character. She shows up in this. Uh, you know, those kids are all going through these terrible home lives and they're just out of place. And even Kevin, who's, you know, according to Kit's dad, he's really got his head in the game. Just (laughs) great stuff there. Uh, He's just really killing it. He's terrible at camping and he's fighting with tents. He's falling out of canoes. Like he's even sort of out of place here. And that's a really common human experience that people are just looking to belong and they're looking to be loved and that's what kit tells the unicorn when she gives her to the next woman sam who in fact is a uh, little note here that's a cameo from the screenwriter the woman that comes in at the end of the movie but the thing that kit tells the unicorn right is you're going to love her exactly as she is even when she thinks that no one could love her in the whole world, which is just this, man, it really hits you right in the feels there. And what I find so interesting about Unicorn Store, and one of the reasons it probably resonated with me so much, is that it it doesn't make Kit a victim of her circumstances. It actually puts responsibility on her in a way that I think is appropriate. And that was sort of the main takeaway that I had from the movie. Think about the things that Kit has to do to get the unicorn to come. Like, right, she had to be able to support it financially, which makes sense, right? You got to be able to provide for this unicorn. And then she has to have a home for the unicorn befitting this animal. And so those are both just direct responsibility points the way we traditionally would think about responsibility but then the third thing she has to do is provide the unicorn a loving environment which is interesting because kit sees the unicorn initially as this silver bullet to providing her happiness and love and the thing is that those silver bullets don't exist even in the world of unicorns if every relationship that you have is full of drama and hostility sure it's possible that you're super unlucky but it's more likely that you're the common denominator and so i think those tonal shifts and Kit's sarcasm and some of the bite to some of the humor here is reflecting that really Kit's a little toxic and you've got to meet people halfway you've got to put work in on yourself you have to create a loving environment in yourself that people want to be a part of And so what happens then when Kit finally does this, when she finally decides, okay, like, if I want this unicorn, I have to repair my relationship with my parents. I have to, you know, be better to my friends, be better to my coworkers. I've got to do this work on myself. What happens once she does that? She doesn't need the unicorn anymore. 
See, the unicorn was the silver bullet, but not in that it provides Kit the love and happiness that she's looking for. It's the catalyst that motivates her to make the changes to set her up for that love and that happiness to be there. And so she's still her weird, quirky self by the end of the movie. She never has to sacrifice who she was, but she becomes responsible. She accepts other people for who they are, and that ends up being her silver bullet. And so not only do I think that that theme is just so fundamentally true, I think it's really kind of beautiful. And so that theme really resonated with me, and that's one of the reasons why I think the film overall just really resonated with me. I came away incredibly surprised because that's a a really interesting place to leave a movie like this. Um, I'm sure there are people that watch it and are like, well, what do you mean she doesn't get the unicorn? And they're disappointed. But the the point is that you know she doesn't need it anymore. And now it's there for this next woman who hopefully, in her pursuit of this unicorn, is going to have the same journey, make the same decisions, find the same things out about herself and about relationships and about the world. And eventually Sam isn't going to need the unicorn either. And it's going to be this thing that keeps going and going. And, you know, what is it that Samuel L. Jackson says that they provide there? That they they provide, they sell what you need. And that's what she needed was not this unicorn to swoop in and save the day, but this unicorn, just the idea of it, that carrot at the end of the the string to motivate her to be better and to find ways to generate love and happiness rather than try to synthesize it. I just thought that was great. Well, that's the review. That's what I thought. Did you see the film? What did you think? You can always leave feedback via email at feedback at streamscout.net. You can hit us up on Twitter at stream underscore scout. Or you can go to the website streamscout.net. Go to the contact page. Send the email through there. No problem. Uh, also on the website, you can find information about the films. Uh, backlog all the episodes, show notes, all that good stuff. You can listen to them right there if you want. Everything's on the site, streamscout.net. Next episode, I've not entirely decided what we're going to cover. But if it's not the next episode coming soon, we'll be talking about the third highest grossing movie on the planet in 2019. And it was just released on Netflix to absolutely no fanfare. What is it? Will we talk about it next episode? I don't know. But I will see you soon. <laughs>